Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hi, how are you? How was your weekend? Doing good? Okay, well, we're going to jump into the show here in just a second. But first, if you're only listening to the free portion of the Bob Seska Show on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or whatever... You're only hearing the first hour or so of the show. There's an extra 20 minutes of podcasting after the end credits roll at the end of every Tuesday and Thursday podcast, and it's all happening on our Patreon page. Of course, I'm talking about the Shadow Docket Show at patreon.com slash Show or simply bobseskashow.com. It's a completely unfiltered, commercial-free continuation of all the fun and news, and it's only going to cost you pennies per episode. The Shadow Docket Shows drop every Tuesday and Thursday right after the free shows, and it's only going to cost you five dollars per month and 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 you're going to be supporting this fully independent podcast and we thank you for that so don't miss out again that's bobseskashow.com bookmark it send it to all your friends and we thank you in advance and now let the cartoons begin the bob seska show bob seska it appears seska has been genetically altered the bob seska show from our nation's capital it is tuesday september 12 2023 this is the bob seska show on the sexy liberal podcast network What's happening? I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. Day 965 of the Biden-Harris administration, 418 days into the 24th presidential election. You can find me on Instagram and threads at TheBobSeska. That's my handle. Twitter, BobSeska underscore go. Spoutable BobSeska. Patreon page is BobSeskaShow.com. And that guy sitting right over there, his name is Buzz Burbank, and he's got the news for us. Yeah. You say Buzz Burbank. Oh, damn it. You've said it all. <laughs> Oh, man. I'm sorry. I'm pretty sore today. I, I crab walked into the studio. <laughs> Still hurts. Oh, Feel that tomorrow. Just visualizing it. <laughs> hi. Hi, everybody. Uh, he's Bob. I'm Buzz. And we're here for an update with bug fixes and performance improvements. <laughs> Uh, oh, we learned uh, this week that Senator Lindsey Graham was very nearly charged in the Georgia election interference case. Mm-hmm. It's a story of Lindsey's life, isn't it? Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. <laughs> <laughs> Americans, Bob, Americans are torn. torn. Americans are torn, I tell you. Yeah. They just can't decide who to vote for in 2024. Mm-hmm. The, the old guy or the fascist? The old guy or the fascist? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. We're so screwed. Uh, I, I thought this was interesting uh, and telling. A new poll just out shows that most Americans think it's too early to be talking about polls. <laughs> <laughs> 
finally a useful one, right? I know. Uh, oh man, and that that summer heat is still roasting a lot of the country. Yes. And and look, I I don't know anything about climate change that you don't know. Mm -hmm. But I'm gonna go ahead and get fitted for that spacesuit. <laughs> Remember, kids, it's not the heat, it's the apocalypse. <laughs> um, I'm pretty, that'll cheer him up. One yeah, of our, hey, good morning. Hey, I, but I, I will tell you, I'm pretty worried about that Mitch McConnell yeah. and, that, and that blank stare of his. Uh -huh. Bob, it's almost like he's drawn into a shell. It's a turtle. It's a turtle joke. You time to leave me, you seal. Oh, yeah. Four score indictments and you made a plea deal. I've done some bad crimes, I'm looking at hard times, but this time you don't have to squeal. You picked a fine time to leave me, you seal. Okay. Hey, yeah. that was fast. Rocky was Mountain a, Mike and the Mountaineers. Yeah, it's a Rocky Mountain Mike quickie right there. Rocky MNT and Mike on Twitter. Uh, speaking of fast, guess who's going to be on the show tomorrow? Buzz Burbank. Can you guess? Uh, I'll give you three I think, guesses. Yeah, I think you've given me a hint. Yeah. Uh, her last name is Fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the great Molly Jong Fast is going to be here uh, on the show right. tomorrow. Yeah. Good, good get, as they say. Yeah, she's got a brand new piece out in Vanity Fair about the whole situation with Joe Biden. Like, why this guy's got a, a laundry list of success stories so far, and yet the polling doesn't reflect any of that. So we're going to be talking to uh, Molly about what's going on, what's the disconnect here, why can't Joe Biden get any traction with this? As I said. Laundry list of success stories that he's well, a Well, ask her for me, please, yeah. uh, what effect she thinks this massive advertising campaign uh, uh, being, what she thinks of the massive advertising campaign being launched by the Biden campaign already, earliest yeah. it's ever been done by an incumbent uh, president, mm -hmm. uh, to start running ads, buying, spending big money to buy commercial time, yeah. uh, uh, to, you know, to get the message out about what he's done. Uh, but I understand now that there will also be a wave of ads connected with that uh, uh, to counter the argument against his age. Yeah. Uh, that they're going to that that Biden the Biden campaign itself will try to address the problem of Americans not understanding his accomplishments and to also address the other elephant in the room, which appear which is manufactured and pumped up by the press inflated by the press to elephant mm -hmm. size, uh, his, the issue of his age. Yeah. So uh, I'd be interested, since you're going to be talking to Molly Jong Fast uh, tomorrow on your interview show about uh, the problem uh, th that's facing and how we deal with that, I'd be interested to know what she thinks uh, of the effect of uh, the Biden campaign's efforts in those areas. Will that help? Yeah, and a couple of uh, programming notes regarding tomorrow's show with Molly Jong Fast. We're going to be yes. recording later in the day. So the show may may not be up until, well, maybe an hour or two later than it normally is on Wednesday. So we're looking at around maybe 6 o'clock, 6 p.m. Eastern time. The other thing is, if you're a member of our Patreon page, if you subscribe to our Patreon page, yes. I'm going to post a thing sometime today after we post this show. Uh, where you can post your questions for Molly John oh, Fast. Yes, well, yes. Just, so if you I'm have... sorry I took up your time. I'll just go there. <laughs> yes, I was going to say, <laughs> just go to the goddamn Patreon page and you can well, post now. your shit there. Yeah, yeah. If only I 
Ed. No. So, yeah, really excited to talk to Molly. She was on uh, Morning Joe last week, and we played a clip from that. Uh, I believe it was either Thursday show or Friday show. You know, Buzz, they all run together, all the I shows. Understand. Yeah, yeah. I understand. As many as you do, I can get them. I know. Oh, my God. But, you know, along those lines, I want to talk about something regarding last week's shit polls. Uh, we were all, like, up to our eyeballs in some of the most dubious polls we've seen so far regarding the 2024 election and where Joe Biden stands, where Donald Trump stands. And I want to present some perspective today in uh, digesting all of the horseshit from last week, the numerical horseshit that we were bombarded with. And so what I did is I went back to about this time in 2011, the, the mm. late summer, early fall before an election year, and, uh, and to compare and contrast some of the polling from right. Barack Obama at that point in time versus Mitt Romney. And this, what we're experiencing right now with Joe Biden going into a general election, most likely with Donald Trump. So Barack Obama's approval rating at this point in time, according to the Wall Street Journal NBC News poll, had reached a new low of 44%. That's Barack Obama right about now, early September 2011, about 44% approval rating. You know where Joe Biden is right now? 42%. It's statistically exactly the same. You know, throw in the margins of error, and there you are. It's exactly the same. And all of this is under the context of, yeah, Barack Obama went on to completely trounce Mitt Romney in the 2012 election. We all know that. And that's, that's the basis for all of this. So what we're seeing in polling right now has little bearing on what will happen in the election next year. Uh, meantime, Obama's handling of the economy at this point in time in 2011, 37% approval, Buzz. That's, that's low. Yeah. Biden's number right now is 36%. So one point lower, which is statistically the same, right? In a hypothetical matchup in the election, if the election were held on that day, whatever the day was taken, the poll was taken in 2011, Obama barely defeats Mitt Romney by 1.46 to 45%. In a hypothetical election, Obama versus generic Republican, Obama actually loses to generic Republican uh, 40 to 44%. So the, the upshot of this is don't panic. This it's early. New. It's way this, early. This isn't new. <laughs> yeah, it is early. Uh, Jennifer Rubin in the Washington Post points out that the polling field is broken, that they were wrong in 2016 and 2020. Yeah. They were wrong about the red wave in t- that never happened in 2022. Uh, she points out that uh, voters uh, tell pollsters contradictory things. If you, you talk to Republicans, yeah. and this is true, I've seen these numbers, uh, Republicans overwhelmingly support Donald Trump as uh, the nominee uh, to mm-hmm. run against Joe Biden. But in, in, I, you can, I do it on the same poll. You can ask them, do you wish you had somebody other than Donald Trump? And it's like 70-some percent of Republicans wish it wasn't Trump. Yeah. So on one hand, they're all for him, and on the other hand, they're all against him. Uh, so this is a thing to watch out for with the polling. And there's a similar thing happening, I think, with Democrats, who, as I've said before, and I, I, I'll take this to Election Day, as much whining and bitching you hear now about Joe Biden's age, when you walk into that booth or you sit down to fill out your ballot at the kitchen table, you have to make a decision. If you have to make a decision between Biden and Trump or someone like him, 
you're going to choose Biden. Face it, you're going to choose the same guy, yeah. not the yeah. not the not the crook, not the fascist. And he will be, I think, widely viewed as a crook by election day. So that that's going to be the choice. And all this complaining about his age and and that sort of thing, I, I think you know, I think it'll continue. But I think when it gets right down to it, it won't freaking matter. What do you think the root cause is of the weird polling that's been happening? And by weird, I mean completely inaccurate based well, on see, results. Well, you know, I'm, I'm no expert. I, Ruben, Jennifer Rubin says it's a, a call blocking, excessive okay. hang-ups, incorrect modeling of likely voters. Uh, they've, they, they, but none of this has worked. And, and yeah. trying to mathematically compensate for all that has not worked. Hmm. The polls, sadly, have been wrong you know, the last uh, three or four elections. Yeah. Uh, there was no red wave in 22. They were wrong in 2016. They were wrong in 2020. They, they, it's, it's broken. It doesn't work anymore. And as, as I mentioned in the monologue, as, as you just said, it's way too early. Yeah. Uh, the, the, what's going to count is election day. Yeah. And I think when people have to make that decision, uh, I think it's going to be pretty obvious. Uh, the old guy's great. Yeah, right. And yeah. that's the other thing. I think Democrats need some time to get revved up and to get in line. You know, the old metaphor of trying to herd cats. 82 million chefs in the kitchen. And right. it takes us a little time to get congealed into a single voting block because we're at this point where we're, we feel, maybe we feel like we've got the latitude to kind of experiment with other ideas. Well, what if Biden's mm -hmm. not the nominee? What if this well, guy's the nominee or that person's the nominee? Mm -hmm. And and we we really try to kind of play the field initially. We're, we're dating everybody, <laughs> so to speak. Right, we're, right. Yeah. yeah. And then once we finally settle on the actual nominee, because Joe Biden will be renominated as the candidate for his party that's absolutely for sure we'll all get uh, organized around joe biden and i i'm pretty confident that that's going to happen mainly because it's well, happened before and the, the, you know well there's one there's one ugly asterisk on that and okay. that's the, a third <laughs> a third party candidate yeah, well, that's uh, true. Yeah, you know, and 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 that's why we have to work so hard. That's why it's up to us as individuals and and collectively uh, as progressives to get this job done and to not just clear the hurdles, but clear them by a lot. Yeah, uh, let's crush the fascism. Let's crush this Republican Party that's okay with fascism mm -hmm. and racism and violence. Yeah. Uh, let's, that, that needs to be stopped. It's time for everybody to get together to the degree that we can and, and do that. And any votes that go to a third-party candidate will chisel away from that and allow the fascists to get elected, whether it's Trump or DeSantis or Ramaswamy, uh, and you, you don't you don't want that, <laughs> you know. And, and it's and speaking of polls, there's one that says uh, in a head-to-head, -head, and this really makes an impression on people. In a head-to-head, -head, and especially the media, yeah. which likes to keep that horse race going, they're excited about the fact that in a head-to-head, -head, Nikki Haley would beat Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah, well, so would Tim it, Scott, by the way. Yeah, here's here's why that's funny. <laughs> neither 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 one of them will ever be the Republican nominee. Exactly. It, it, they they have to get by the Republicans in order. And and the media is saying, oh well, you know why Haley would beat Biden in a head to head because America sees someone more moderate in her, <laughs> and and younger. Yeah. So younger and more moderate, and and they're going to be faced with you know uh, they have Biden and and, and Trump are both 
up there. And then you have uh, young, vivacious Nikki Haley, who seems nice, you know, and uh, and to read her policies. Yeah. But uh, the media is is uh, embracing her as uh, an alternative when it's never going to happen. She's never no. going to get past nope. the Republicans. Nope. She'll never be their nominee. So it hearing polls like that influence people. It influences people's thinking. And, and really misleads them because it's never going to happen. Exactly. And if it did happen, they wouldn't be they wouldn't defeat Joe Biden, neither of them. Tim Scott nor Nikki Haley so. would no. win that election. I don't think so. I think there's a lot to Dr. Rachel Bittekoffer's analysis of negative partisanship ruling the day in, in American politics. And I think that has an effect on the polling results. I think the polling hasn't reflected negative partisanship, the existence of negative partisanship. I think polling is still based on old school assumptions prior to the rise of negative partisanship in this country. Wasn't, yeah. wasn't Janky polling your DJ name? That is exactly my DJ name. Yeah. Chris. I was really yeah, into ta- like like segueing math into a pop song. It was really uh-huh. weird. <laughs> statistics. Hey, I'm going to statistics this right into Huey Lewis on the news. Power of love, everybody. I'm- Good morning. I'm sorry, you were making an important yeah. point, and I, I got childish. <laughs> That's okay, because uh, it always gives me an excuse to do a DJ thing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, uh, I think it's the janky, I think the polling is janky, mainly because they're not allowing for negative partisanship. People telling uh, uh, people one thing and voting a different way. Obviously, we've seen examples of this in the past, uh, famous examples, uh, nevertheless, and so this is uh, things are really murky as far as the numbers you, go, and it's a big guess. Exactly. It's a big guessing game, and oh, ultimately, if the if the numbers were correct, I just want to add this: the numbers are correct, and let's assume that they are for a second. It's the same as what Barack Obama was doing, at least in terms of Joe Biden's job performance at this point. Exactly the same as where Barack Obama was at this point in 2011, right before an election year where he ended up. I, he didn't do as well as he did in 2008, but he still did damn good against a moderate or relatively moderate Republican at the time, right. uh, Mitt Romney. So there it is. Um, one thing I wanted to talk about here uh, toward the top of the show, Buzz, is an emerging myth that is both infuriating and hilarious to me. Suddenly, Republicans give a shit about the whales. They suddenly care about, they suddenly don't like industry, and they love the whales. Well, that's a great tease. Bob, I smell a potpourri. <laughs> and uh, but, but before you go on, let me let me share some breaking news that came oh, in okay. at the top, top of the show. Uh, Minnesota is now the most recent state in which a lawsuit has been filed to keep Trump off the 2024 ballot. Uh- and and you remember last week I, I listed there's one guy who's filing challenges in what, like a half a dozen red states I believe yeah uh, and and uh, there's uh, we talked about uh, an effort up in New Hampshire there was an effort that failed in Florida because the the group didn't have standing uh, but that doesn't mean that suit can't be filed again uh, by someone else so uh, you see this bubbling up around the country and I, w- I want to mention that sort of breaking news in the context of Again, what the media is doing with that. Yeah. They're they're referring to the 14th Amendment as an arcane Civil War clause to make it sound outdated and irrelevant and, and to make it sound picayune and penny-ante uh, to, to minimalize this 
part of the United States Constitution. Yeah. Uh, the, the media would just like you to know that's it's arcane. It's from the Civil War. I mean, really, that's that's the position the media is taking. Uh, but these efforts continue to bubble up around the country. And it goes back to it's this is about us. This is about us get, getting off our, our couches and yeah. and 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 actively fighting the fascism. But I just wanted to share that that breaking news uh, as as and, and Bob just gave us a great tease for uh, the Republicans uh, going after the whales or. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll, I'll get back to that in a second. Yeah. I want I want to I want to nest here for a second on the 14th okay. Amendment right. and how sorry. Good. the Good. people who are saying that it's arcane. Yeah. Holy shit. If yeah. the 14th Amendment is arcane and doesn't apply, uh -huh. what does that Six say about three. the 13th Amendment, for God's sake? What does that say right. about the Second Amendment? It, no one ever says that arcane Second Amendment. These uh, amendments to the Constitution or the original articles, these aren't optional. This is not no. like, there's not an asterisk next to them saying, well, if the political winds are blowing the wrong direction, never mind. You know, that's not the way the Constitution but works. Th this is the media actively siding with the right wing by giving them ideas, by giving them material. Here, right wing, yeah. consider this. This is, you know, consider calling it arcane. Yeah. Considering calling it an obscure Civil War uh, clause in the Constitution. Yeah. No, as Bob said, it's part of the freaking Constitution. It's real. It's there. It's no less important than any other part of the Constitution. Uh, but this is what the media does now. Here's one of the more frustrating aspects of this entire debate. The line is that, well, now that this is on the table, Republicans are going to do that to Democratic President X. They're going to do it to right. Joe Biden. They're going to do it to Gavin Newsom or Kamala Harris or whoever. The next Democrat to run uh, with the party's nomination is going to get slapped with these kinds of things based on the 14th Amendment, Section 3, because of yada yada made up pretext. Insert pretext right. here for whatever they try to do. We're seeing threats along these lines with regard to prosecuting Donald Trump. Trump. Well, uh, you come after us, be careful what you wish for, because we're going to come after you now. What, with baseless claims that are going to get thrown out of court? Sure, do your worst. But when it comes to this, I feel as though now that it's on the table, you have to see it through. Now that the 14th Amendment, Section 3, is on the table, it's a point of discussion, you have to go all the way. It's like Mike Armantrout in Breaking Bad. No half measures. It's like with this, uh, expanding the Supreme Court. Once you've plunked it on the table... Once you just unzip your pants and lay it out, it's on the table. <laughs> Once it's there, you got to do something with it. Otherwise, they're absolutely going to do it. The very floating of the concept of expanding the Supreme Court, for example, means that the Republicans will now absolutely try to do it. So you kind of have to go through with it. You kind of have to seize that initiative and take advantage of the fact that it's on the table, the fierce urgency of now. Speaking of amendments, the 13th Amendment was ratified with just that kind of timing in mind uh, in the final days of the Civil War. So that happens to be the case, too, with the 14th Amendment. Now that it's a thing, we have to push forward with it. Stop dancing around this issue. Fucking own it. Take it all the way, because you know what? If we don't, the Republicans will, just because it's been floated. We're, we're already in, and if you put that in a sexual context, uh, you, we can either stop now or we can take it to its conclusion. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, don't engage in coitus interrupt us with the 14th Amendment Section 3. Yeah, yeah, I remember it. I, I, that's my take on this at this point. We're there. you got to go all the way with it. No half yes. measures. No half right. measures. Okay, so let's talk about whales and windmills. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry I got us off that, but it actually turned out well, so I, I'm glad yeah. we could do that. Yeah, um, this is something that's been emerging out of right-wing talking points. We've seen this, uh, I think, over the last couple of days from people like Ron Johnson from the Stereo Store in Fast Times of Ridgemont High. No, Ron jo- the Senator Ron Johnson. No. Wisconsin's Ron Johnson, Ron yeah. Johnson of Wisconsin, yes. Right, right. Also, uh, comedian Rob Schneider was talking about this, oh, which always God. just makes me... Whenever these clowns, these Republican posers... Uh, <laughs> Rob Schneider wasn't even... Yeah, he wasn't even credible as a comedian, much less as a political commentator. Yeah, yeah. Well, now he's weighed in on it. For some reason, we have sure, to give a shit sure. about Rob Schneider somehow. But this is a gigantic myth that windmills, I'm talking about offshore windmills, the ones that are in the ocean. Right. There's this myth going around among Republicans that they're killing whales. And as I said earlier, okay, yes, Republicans suddenly give a rip about whales instead of well, deregulating do, do have, industry, right? Do they have evidence? Do they have photographs? Do they have carcasses? What do they have in, in this regard? Well, the answer would be none of that. They don't have any of those things. They just have wild myth-making to uh, tweak the libs, to own the libs. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So that's their game right now. But the fact of the matter is that uh, numerous fact-checking organizations have already looked into this and completely debunked this claim that they're that the windmills are killing whales. So say that Donald Trump insisting that windmills cause cancer. Maybe that's how they think it's the whales are dying. The whales are getting cancer from the windmills and then washing ashore. I don't know what they think. Well, I they, just, you know, they just, we must insist on evidence. Well, there has been an increased number of whales along the eastern seaboard that have died and yeah. beached themselves. Do we have a cause and effect? Well, factcheck.org says that it's not the windmills, that it's the oh, usual, well, yeah, the usual causes with whales. Ship strikes or like boat strikes where they end up getting, yeah, they, they sadly, end up colliding yes. with uh, boats or, or right. ships. And the other one is uh, entanglements where they get tangled up in fishing nets and things like that. And of course, then they can't swim, they can't eat, they can't, and they ended up uh, drowning because of that. So that's also a cause, but it's definitely not. And in fact, you know what? The uh, annual humpback whale strandings from Maine to Florida are actually down from, uh, let's just call it the Trump years, (laughs) you know, where uh, there were quite a few and now there's only uh, about half that. Even if a whale were to somehow get caught in the structure that holds up the windmills, uh, even if that were to happen, uh, and and we wouldn't want it to, but if that such a thing were to happen, it, it would be minuscule compared to the number of whales who are killed and injured by ships. This is a huge problem. The amount of sea life that's that's being killed by the traffic, uh, particularly across the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, about forty percent of the necropsies, the uh, the autopsies on these whales performed right. on humpbacks in the UME that started in uh, oh the unusual. What is that? Uh, UME is unusual mortality events. 
Ah, right. Right, that's what that is. Uh, so performed in humpbacks in the ongoing UME that started in 2016 show evidence of ship strike or rope entanglement, according mm-hmm. to NOAA. The causes uh, for the other 60% have been inconclusive in part, officials say, because the carcasses decompose quickly, right. making it difficult to determine the cause of death. But one thing that they can say is, no, they're not, the whales, you know what, they're not idiots. They don't randomly well, swim into the and, pylons that hold up those and, windows. And this, is, this is part of what the Republicans call uh, officially a Project 2025. Yeah. And, and the plan is to eliminate all protections for animals, for land, uh, to, to stop all environmental laws, to stop all pollution laws, to stop all climate change laws, and to stop the production and the proliferation of alternative energy sources because uh, the Republicans want to continue to use oil until we're all dead, which if we keep that up, will happen soon. Yes, and one of the things they're citing as a potential reason for the whales dying off, this is part of the conspiracy theory that doesn't exist, is that they use uh, some sort of sonar device to determine where to put the wind farms and they're saying that the, the sonar device is affecting the whales, but it's actually the, the frequency that they use is beyond the hearing capabilities of both whales plus uh, also dolphins and porpoises. So it's not having yes, any yeah. effect whatsoever on uh, the hearing of baleen whales or anything similar to that. So th- this is not a thing. This is a gigantic this, this lie. Is- this is oil industry disinformation. Exactly. Uh, hap- happily passed along by the Republicans who profit from the oil industry uh, and and who don't care uh, that it would lead to the rapid end of the world as we know it. And and that's why this election, this presidential election is so important. That's why we do have to get off our couches this time because literally our lives and the lives of our children are at stake uh, in this next election, and unlike and never, never before has there been such an existential threat to the planet mm-hmm. as there is now. This is bigger than all of us, and you've already seen it's begun. It's here. Yeah, you know it's here. You know it's arrived, and you know it's going to get worse just based on what you've seen so far. Uh, I, I, and that's what's at stake, among other things, among the rights over your own body, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and all the other things. That, that I know you all care about and and I know that, that most of us will work hard. We must enlist others. We must build a, a large political army here uh, to get this very difficult work done and to clear the hurdles, the many hurdles that have been placed before us. Remember that there are major uh, moneyed forces at work here when it comes to yes. concocting these nonsense stories like yes. the whales dying because of windmills somehow. And these ideas come from, this propaganda comes from uh, political consultants, which have ruined America, as far as I'm concerned. If you want to look at patient zero for why we are where we are, two words, political consultants. They're the ones who have concocted a lot of these ideas. They're basically like Madison Avenue liars. Imagine... Imagine, they are, and yeah. by the way, they've also ruined media in the same way while you're at it. Oh, exactly, yeah. Imagine Mad Men, the, the atmosphere in the show right. Mad Men, where, right. you know, for example, Don Draper coming up with a, a solution for how to market cigarettes after the Surgeon General has warned that they could cause cancer, and his right. solution was, oh, just say that it's the tobacco is toasted, and then that will... 
encourage people to buy cigarettes. It's that kind of bullshit that uh, is injected into our political conversations all the time. And this is one of those things where the fossil fuel industry is paying political consultants and PR flax to concoct nonsense like the windmills are killing whales. And the Republicans are so unbelievably hubristic with their lies and their propaganda. They don't care that it runs contrary to their big no, business they, deregulatory uh, climate. The kind of uh, uh, free market capitalism that Republicans no. push for every day runs completely contrary to this because there's big money in them windmills. It, it, <laughs> especially for the politicians, and yes. that's what this is about. The Republicans get their funding from the oil industry, mm-hmm. uh, and and it also allows Republicans to do the other thing they like to do, do which is troll the libs. Uh, and so anything that will hurt us in their minds they're in favor of yeah uh, so they don't they, not only do they not care if it hurts us they want it to oh and speaking of propaganda i i think i've coined a new term yes <laughs> and that term is propagandagasm propagandism propagandagasm yeah, you're propagandagasm. Right, yeah or okay propagandagasm we're going to send this down to the lab and have the boys work on it <laughs> well christy Nome, the uh the governor of South South Dakota? One of, one of the Dakotas one of, that one should be Dakotas. merged with the other one. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, she had a propagandagasm uh, on, uh, at one of Trump's rallies over the weekend. And I want to play this short clip of Christy Nome here coming up in a second. And, and this propagandagasm. And so we'll talk about that. Plus, uh, Trump was flipped off at the Iowa football game. I have uh, uh-huh. some brief thoughts about that. Plus, oh, my God, the impeachment inquiry appears to be moving forward. And the Republicans keep making things worse for themselves. That'll oh, be- yeah. It's unfolding even as we speak. Bob. Lots to talk about. So back with more podcast right after these messages. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. 
That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Bob Seska. That's a great Mac Jaffe and a uh, song called Island of Lost Souls. Yeah. Yeah, please go to bobseska.com. Find this episode dated 9-12-23. Click that link. Scroll down under the description and you'll find links to support all the indie music on the show, including this track from Matt Jaffe, which you need to put into your record collection right now. Run, don't walk. Do it now. Okay, lots more to talk about on a big Tuesday show. Welcome, thanks for joining us. Uh, yeah. So, Nikki, uh, God, I almost called her Nikki Haley. <laughs> Christy Nome's propagandagasm. Yeah, you remember, Buzz, uh, the fact that Nikki Haley seems to be doing well in the polling versus Joe Biden? Right. Remember a year or two ago, I was saying, hey, you know what? Keep an eye on Nikki Haley. Also keep an eye on Christy Nome as potential nominees for 2024 of the Republican Party. It's not working out that way, but not exactly. it seems like it's been kind of recognized, at least in some superficial, janky polling kind of way. You spotted rising stars, at least in the conservative realm. Yeah, well, she's an ongoing threat because she's just as dumb oh, yeah. as Donald Trump, uh, but, but she's got shoulders. <laughs> She's got, unlike Donald Trump, she's got shoulders and she's not afraid to show them off. Uh, Christy Nome was speaking at one of Donald Trump's events in South Dakota this past weekend. And I wanted to play this because, well, there's a number of things she said that were absolute lies. She's just made up, just completely made up. I thought we'd use this as a jumping off point to talk about some of the things she lied about. So here we go. Right. This is uh, Christy Nome's propagandagasm. Now, some people can't figure out his popularity. Why are people so loyal to him? I'm convinced it's because we have never seen anything or anyone like him ever before. Okay, we stop right there. Uh, Talking about how we've never seen anything like Donald Trump, therefore we should elect Donald Trump. This plays right into something I've been saying for a long time now, which is when did experience stop mattering? When did it almost become an advantageous thing to have zero experience doing this job? It's about job? to show. It's all about the show now. Yeah. That's what the Republicans, that's what the the best Trump Republicans, and I, I don't mean that in a nice way, Yeah. but the best, those who are the best at it, like Trump himself and like Christy Noem in this case, uh, they're showmen. They're show people. They're... This is all for show, and they're that's how they're winning with show, uh, experience things. What's this? What's this experience of which you speak, Bob? Yeah, it's just insane. I mean, we've never seen a monkey performing bowel surgery. 
But I don't think you're going to choose a <laughs> monkey the next time you have to be treated for diverticulitis. I just don't think that's a valid connection to make. Why would you get onto an airplane, for example, and go, hey, you know what? Uh, that pilot who's got experience doing this, get that pilot out of here because that pilot's just part of the swamp of this airplane. Let's get someone who has no experience flying this airplane to take us from Boston to L.A. How about that? What could possibly go wrong? And that's what Christy Nome is saying here. And you talk about the aforementioned political consultants. Right. They're the ones who turned the idea of someone just like you being qualified to run for president. Mm-hmm. That's someone I want to have a beer with. That's That person <laughs> talks like I do. And right. so, therefore, that person should be president. This is a direct consequence of that level of unmitigated bullshit from the political class. What this is, is a framing of incompetent people. You take something incompetent and you frame it as being folksy, then suddenly that's a good thing. You take the negative thing, turn it into a good thing, and there we get George W. Bush. There we get Sarah Palin. There we get Donald Trump. There's nothing wrong with that in and of itself. I think Obama related to people one-on-one very well, at least many Americans, uh, those who were not racist. Uh, You've you've seen him interacting with people, and and he was uh, more than capable of being folksy. Uh, I think people have lost... Uh, the understanding of what the word representation means or what it means to be represented, it doesn't mean that someone represents you by reflecting you. It means they they speak on your behalf. They work on your behalf. So you, you don't want to necessarily elect someone who represents you because they're like you. You want to elect someone who represents you because they're capable of, of doing so, uh, of, of truly representing, of doing things for you. And I, I think people have, as you just illustrated, lost sight of that d- difference in definition. Well, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is here, uh, the last person I want to be president is me. <laughs> Someone just like me. I understand. I understand. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and, but I don't, I don't know that most people think that way. Well, I they shouldn't. People, That's the thing. They, yeah, right, uh, I think yeah, a lot of right. people do. I think, I think yeah. that has elected a lot of presidents and maybe some from the Democratic side as well. And, oh, and, and that's, it's a yeah, big that's what I meant to yeah. say. Yeah. yeah. That's, what I, that's what I was trying to say is I, I don't think, I think most people uh, think that they would be best represented by someone who's like them. I, I think they do think that someone like them would be best. Uh, you yeah. and I don't think that because yeah. we're smarter than that. Yeah. But I think a lot of people do think uh, that uh, to be represented means to be represented by someone who represents you, who's like you. Yeah, and the reason they think that is they've been told to think that. They've been told that yes. it's okay to think that, that that is something that is desirable in a candidate, a candidate who acts just like you and says the yeah. things just like you, just like you would say at the end of the bar at your local saloon. These are the things that people are framing now, political consultants and the like, are framing now as being presidential, and it's got to stop. That's what's given us so yeah. much heartache and disaster. I mean, it's oh, like, agreed. I yeah. don't disagree with any of that. I yeah. just think that uh, uh, it's it's a tried and true, since the beginning of time, being charming has worked. Being uh, appealing to your audience, knowing your audience, and playing to your audience has always worked. And and 
uh, unfortunately, I think it's human nature uh, that that, and it's uh, it is unfortunate. It is tragic, and what you say is true. But I think, to a large degree, it isn't even about being taught. I think it's almost human nature to go for the guy who entertains you the most. And I think I think that's why I think that's why Trump did as well as he did. There have been candidates for president. There have been presidents who uh-huh. are entertaining, but who also yes. happen to have the experience right. that's required right. for the job. Right. And and so therefore, you can have both. What I'm you saying can. is, yeah. when it's entertaining in lieu of experience that's where we run into issues i mean i'm certainly i I certainly understand the appeal of barack obama i'm just saying he had the experience uh, even going back to being a constitutional law professor that at the very least is uh, a big uh, advantage over people like Donald Trump or Sarah Palin who have very little experience whatsoever. Uh, Charisma and, has always been important in, a, in yeah. for example, a presidential candidate. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, but you're right. I mean, we have lost, as a society, we've lost the importance of that experience. But uh, and, and at some point, uh, the charisma part took over as the only consideration. And the thing that we get out of this ridiculousness, and uh, I'll get back to the Christy Nome thing here in a second, but the thing that we get out of this ridiculousness where, okay, it's it, we've never seen anything like Donald Trump, so let's elect him and, because he's got, uh, at least in 2016, has no experience in American politics, has no idea how the government works whatsoever. What ends up happening out of that is 400,000 people dead in his final year in office. That's what your inexperience, that's what your folksiness ends up buying, Christy Gnome. Oh, yeah, you and I know that, sure, yeah. yeah. And I I just, I wish we would disabuse ourselves of this. I wish we would push back against that and embrace and own the idea of smarts and expertise and intelligence and experience and how that is an advantage in doing the job and not... I, a disadvantage somehow. Yeah, I, I think we're living in a new dark age where uh, ignorance is, is is something to be proud of. That, yeah. You know, that a college education, for example, is something to be scorned. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is an anti-intellectual age that yeah. we're now in, or at least era uh, that we're now in. It's it's anti-intellectual. And, and you know, it, for those of us who care about such things, like you and I and most of the people, if not all the people listening, uh, it, it's hard. Heartbreaking. It's it, it's maddening, uh, but but it is the reality we're living with. Yep. Yes, it is. Okay. Back to Christy Nome and her propagandagasm. Oh yeah! Yay! And we've certainly never seen anyone like him serve in public office before. He is unapologetically himself. He's real. He's genuine. He is who he is, and he never pretends. Okay, ne- oh, you should, wait, wait, I stopped it too soon. ...to be something that he's not. Never pretends to be something that he's not. We all know that that is such horseshit. Yeah, she blended that in with some other things that actually were true that are, in fact, things that do make him popular. Yeah, well, those things are all lies because everything about Donald Trump is a facade. Everything about well, Donald I, Trump I, I, is bullshit. You know, yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm with you. I, you don't have to convince me. I absolutely I agree. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, whether it's his hair or his baggy right. suits to cover up his misshapen body or the and, lifts in his shoes it, and the makeup and all the rest it, of it. It sounds to me like she's campaigning for vice president. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> that is probably what she is doing. She's right. going to have to uh, tackle Carrie Lake first because <laughs> I think I think Carrie Lake is on the short list. Quite honestly, I think Carrie yeah. Lake is, oh, yeah. is maybe at the top of that possible list. But regardless, to say that Donald Trump is authentic and real and all that shit, that is such nonsense. That is one of the biggest lies in American politics right now, because what we know about him is everything that he says is bullshit. And for some reason, we've lost sight of that, where it just we take it for granted that Donald Trump is a gigantic fraud down to his goddamn hair. Where where Christy Noem is right is Trump says what his supporters are thinking. Yes. Uh, He says what they say. He says what they want to say. And so in that way, they believe he is like them. Right, right. Well, what he's doing in that context is he's pandering to them. Of course. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's actually manipulating them by repeating their worst biases. They are his suckers. Absolutely. (laughs) They're, they're, yeah. they're his targets. All right, so I think that's enough of Christy Nome. I think, have we had enough of Christy Nome's propagandagasm? I think we have. Okay. I think we have. I, there's been breaking news yes. during this last few okay. minutes, and, and uh, as expected, I guess, uh, Kevin <laughs> McCarthy has announced that he's backing uh, an impeachment into President Joe Biden. Impeachment inquiry, right? In, yeah, impeachment inquiry. Well, that's that's how it starts. Uh, and and it, it won't succeed. It's doomed. But he was forced into a corner. Today was the day that Matt Gates was going to get up and, and give a speech on why McCarthy should be removed as speaker. Uh, without saying that in so many words, it was basically to lay out a case against McCarthy. And uh, McCarthy headed that off with an 11 a.m. Uh, news conference in which he told reporters uh, that he is now supporting uh, a vote for an impeachment inquiry, uh, saying that it's it's time to do so. When uh, really he doesn't believe that. He knows it's doomed to fail. But he was forced to do this or face removal by uh, the likes of Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates. He is a dead man walking, Kevin yeah. McCarthy. Oh, and I mean, he dead, has been, politically he, dead, politically he dead. He has been since the day he was elected. Speaker. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, but, this, yeah. but this is like a, tr- a gigantic trap for Kevin McCarthy. Yes, it is. Kevin it McCarthy is. is now signed on to this ridiculous idea of an impeachment inquiry against Joe Biden when there isn't any substance to the charges. There is no evidence that they can present. So consequently, what's going to happen in all of this? And this is how this is all going to play out. All right, they think what they're going to do is they're going to weaken Joe Biden in advance of the 2024 election by having right. this impeachment facade this impeachment uh, kabuki theater in the House of Representatives. Well, what's going to happen is they're not going to have the evidence to be able to get the votes, probably not for a full-fledged impeachment. I don't think they've got the votes for the impeachment inquiry to get up to a full-blown impeachment situation where they have to conduct an investigation and then they have to present that information to the full House. They don't have the the votes on the House floor for anything like this. And so what's going to happen is this is going to backlash badly. The blowback against the Republicans, yes, is going to be devastating for them. And I I, I say that with great confidence. Maybe maybe you're asking yourself, well, what are the Democrats doing about this? Well, according to the New York Times, which I just happen to have in front of me here, (laughs) uh, on Monday, the Democrats released a 14-page memo detailing what they call the overwhelming failure of the Republicans' investigations thus far under Mr. Biden. The memo noted that the oversight committee, led by James Comer, 
has received more than 12,000 pages of subpoenaed bank records, reviewed more than 2,000 pages of suspicious activity reports, and spent hours interviewing witnesses, including two of Hunter Biden's former business associates. But none of the bank records released so far show any payment to the president. Of course. In other words, uh, yep, there's nothing there. Nope, absolutely not. So this is going to backlash against the Republicans and help uh, Democratic candidates for the House. It's going to help Joe Biden. The thing that I go back to when I hear Uh talk of impeachment inquiries against Joe Biden by these morons in the House of Representatives, the the, the, uh, crazy caucus, is or the clown car caucus, I forgot my own terminology for these people. Uh, that is, what I think of is I think of the impeachment against Bill Clinton and that how that worked wonders for the midterms in 1998. Right. How Democrats uh, it, swept those midterms because it, of the impeachment. What do you uh, say, boys? It bit us in the ass before. You want to try it again? Yes. I mean, they love... They love biting themselves in the ass, right, with their own nonsense. And and what this is going to do, obviously, is this will energize more of their own base. But that's not enough. Already, no, I think, because yeah, yeah Donald Trump right. and the Republicans are at a ceiling right now. Yeah, yeah, and the ceiling is lowering as we speak. Yeah, I honestly, believe that it is actually it can be proven. I mean, if you again, we're back to the polls, mm. but it, it's the support for Trump has been edging, inching downward, and every yeah. time something big happens, it inches down some more. Well, every inch counts, and it's still a long way to election day. So uh, I, I think uh, it, we're talking what I think what Bob's saying and what I'm saying is they're really a minority. They really are a minority. Yeah, they are. Uh, it's just up to us to overcome the hurdles to really, to really crush them because they're and crush them. We need to do because of their embrace of fascism. Uh, so it, yeah, this is this again. This is where we are. Well, the crazy caucus is absolutely a minority in the House of Representatives, oh, even yes. though the Republicans oh, yes. have a majority in that chamber. They just don't. They don't have the votes for it. They there are quite a few blue state Republicans in the House of Representatives who like being in the House of Representatives and maybe want to move on to being a member of the Senate or a governor or something like that. And they don't want to support the crazy caucus in a ridiculous impeachment proceeding against Joe Biden. I, I, you know, yeah. I think what you're saying here, Bob, is that the, the Republicans, uh, by uh, launching this uh, inquiry into Joe Biden, uh, have uh, whizzed. They've, uh, they, oh, they've, they've whizzed yeah. on the electric fence. Yes, you don't want to do the yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and they keep doing it. They always do this. They always make things worse for themselves. Trump makes mm-hmm. things worse for himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're following him. Yeah. yeah, he went to that Iowa football game. What is it? Yes. Who were the teams? I, it was Iowa, Iowa versus Iowa State, Bob. It's <laughs> very important. Very nicely our, done. Our, I don't my, know. My, my, my friends in the KCJJ listening audience, uh, it's very important to them. <laughs> oh, that's right. KCJJ. Yeah. One that's of the right. best radio stations in the country. Absolutely. And, and a rare <laughs> radio station. Yeah. Yeah, it still does local programming, live local programming. It's amazing. They, do. they cover much of the country at night, and you'll hear me on there doing their station IDs. Hi. Oh, yes. Hi. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, Trump was flipped off at that Iowa football Iowa, game. Yeah, Iowa State football game, yeah. Great. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> some great Americans in the crowd there turning around, flipping off Donald Trump in his little hermetically sealed shell. Uh, Because he's afraid of people. And so 
the thing is, if I was at that game and I uh, was in those seats that were right under his booth, right. uh, Donald Trump's box or whatever they call it, I would have said, screw the game. I'm just going to flip him off the whole game until right, either I'm right. kicked out or Donald Trump goes home. Either one. I, I just If I knew that Donald Trump was in the vicinity, like right behind me, Oh, my God. There's no way I would be watching the game. I would be turned around flipping him off the entire time until the blood uh, runs out of my hands. <laughs> I would stand there doing that. And it looked like quite a few people did that as well. So I, I, was, I just think if it was, it was that close to him, I'd probably be wrestled to the ground by Secret Service. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Is it something, is it Secret Service worthy to be flipping no. him off? Extended, no, in an no, extended no, way? I, no, I just, I thought it would be, I was thinking of the funny concept of the Secret Service wrestling a middle finger to the ground that's what i was saying that's what i was toying with there yeah, yeah. yes uh and because uh, on top of all of the flipping of the bird i don't know how else you put that um there was quite a few boos there were quite a few boos uh happening yes. when he first yes, appeared so it iowa is extremely and i've said this before it's like the florida of landlocked states <laughs> it's it's it, 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 the politics there, I mean, it, Grassley is still, I uh, don't, you know, yeah, I know. It, it's extremely conservative. This is where they had the state fair where they were recruiting people to fill out uh, Donald Trump's stripped down government once he fires everybody mm. upon reelection. I mean, that's how conservative Iowa is. Uh, and But it's wonderful to see college students, see young people, younger voters. They better get their asses to, to, to the voting booth or to get the ballots uh, and, and overcome the obstacles that, that lie ahead uh, because we, we need their votes as well. But, you know, God bless them because they're the, they're the, uh, the, they're the blue dots in that very red state. Okay, we've got some legal news coming up here. Yeah, uh -oh. we're going to talk about Fonnie Willis. We're going to talk about Mark Meadows. All that and more coming up uh, right after these words. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bob Seska plays more music. Well, she Oh, 
That was our friend, the great Dave Barrett, and uh, uh-huh. a brand new single from Subred Lux. This is his brand new project. Uh, it's a song called River and Moon Man. And uh, you heard it here first. I think Dave sent this to us to play on the show. I don't, I think it's a work in progress. I love it. I yeah. love the guitar. I and, think, I, and he gets, Dave gets extra points for, uh, I don't know if you use cornstarch now or they used to use talc. I'm, I, bless him for not having squeaking guitar strings. God, that drives me nuts. So, Dave, thank you for not squeaking. <laughs> Dave's one of the best here as far as uh, indie musicians here in the show. Uh, you also know him from Elijah Bone. Link in the description to support Sub Red Lux. And if you happen to be a radio station, radio airplay for this song. How about that? Uh, yeah. In I fact, I, I think Sub Red Lux is now officially on a real record label. I, I, I'm, awesome. I'm beginning to question as to whether or not it's even indie music. We can, yeah. can we consider I mean, it indie music? I don't know, because they just signed. Um, Sub Red Lux just signed to a record deal. I think since you've been part of this, I think absolutely you can and should. So if you are if you run a radio station and you're listening to the show, you should be listening to your radio station, by the way, but I'm glad you're listening to this podcast instead. Uh, make sure to grab this song, Sub Red Lux, River and Moon Man, and play it on your radio station. How about that? Yeah. Okay, uh, link in the description, of course, to support Sub Red Lux. Uh, getting back into things here. Oh, yes, that's right, legal news. A federal judge has denied a request by Mark Meadows to move his Georgia election interference case to federal court. This is going to be the fate of every request along these lines, I think. Yes. Yeah, you're absolutely right. This sets a precedent. This kind of tells us where the rest of the attempts are going to go, including that of Donald Trump. And it also, I think, uh, in the judge's ruling, uh, shot down uh, part of Trump's legal defense, kind of a preemptive move against uh, Trump's legal defense that because he was president, uh, this was an executive thing, uh, it's it's protected, uh, you know, presidential action. Uh, we know now from what the judges said in this Mark Meadows ruling that uh, the Trump defense is not going to hold up either. At least that particular defense is not going to hold up. And it certainly tells us where that uh, ruling is going for the rest of the Trump 19, including Trump. Right. The evidence shows that Mark Meadows was not acting in the capacity of chief of staff when he was engaged in the quote-unquote overt acts. Right. So the only way this would work, this request by Mark Meadows, the only way this would have worked is if he had been able to show that this was in line with his duties as chief of staff. But that's not what Fonnie Willis is claiming. Uh, This is all part of his uh, advisory capacity to the uh, Trump 2020 campaign. So it says here, nevertheless, Meadows filed an emergency motion asking the same judge to pause the order, claiming that he could be convicted and incarcerated before his appeal can be heard. So it's possible that Mark Meadows spends uh, Christmas in prison. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Ouch. Mm-hmm. Ouch. That's going to smart. Yeah. U.S. District Judge Steve Jones replied to Meadows' request by ordering Georgia prosecutors to file a brief in response by Tuesday afternoon. This is a technicality as far as I'm concerned. At least four other co-defendants have tried to remove their cases to uh, federal court. Um, the other thing is Donald Trump trying to get Judge Chutkin recused. <laughs> uh, this is the federal case in, right. uh, in D.C. D.C. 
right, right. This is, I mean, this doesn't even deserve extended conversation because this is just such a nothing burger as far as I'm well, concerned. Well, but it's it's fun to acknowledge it because yeah. this too will yeah. fail. Uh, right. Well, what, sh what should be acknowledged about this, and I guess the justification for mentioning it, is it's a, just another delay. Yeah. It's only a few days, but every few days he can delay. He's You know he's going to do it because that's what he does. Yeah. So this will delay because then I think... Uh, uh, the prosecution has until Thursday of this week uh, mm -hmm. when you're on with uh, uh, Jody and David. Uh, yeah. uh, the, you know, they, they have until then, the prosecution has until then to, to uh, weigh in, mm -hmm. and then the judge will issue a decision uh, maybe Friday, maybe next week. We, we don't know. It's a way of buying a few days or a week at a time with these delays by filing appeals and, and filing motions that they know are going to be denied. They they know in advance before they do it, it this isn't going to work, yeah. but it'll buy us a few days, and every few days they can buy, that's what they're going to do. Right, and in fact, I think the motion by Donald Trump and then the forthcoming response by Jack Smith uh, at least according to Judge Chutkin, is not interfering with the schedule of further hearings and so on. The, the court is moving forward. So the delay tactic is nothing but a, another way for Donald Trump to transfer money from Save America PAC to his attorneys. That's exactly what this is, because it's not going to delay. It's not going to buy Donald Trump any more time uh, or any significant time because things are going to just move forward. So therefore, it's nothing but uh, the continued cynical cash grab where the sucker red hats give their money to Donald Trump, who then hands it to Donald Trump's lawyers if the lawyers are lucky. <laughs> and so on and so on and shooby yeah. dooby doo wah. Now right. the case to watch, I think, or the situation to watch is in Georgia, yeah. where Fonnie Willis this week will stand before a skeptical judge <clears throat> and explain why she thinks she can try all 19 defendants, including Trump, at once, <laughs> and why she will be ready to do so on October 23rd yeah. as tentatively scheduled. I can't wait to hear that. I, I can't wait. And this will be televised, kids. This is going to be a good show. Mm -hmm. uh, and I can't wait to hear then the judge's response to, and I can't wait, to, but mainly I can't wait to hear her pitch about why she believes she can try all 19 at once and do so starting October 23rd. This I got to hear, and I'm sure the judge is just as eager to hear it. You know what? You can call me now, Buzz. You can call me a uh, Fonnie Willis fanboy. <laughs> yeah, I, I really fun. like Fonnie Willis. I like her style. I think that she should be running the Democratic Party. I think you, if you if we can get enough people who are like Fonnie Willis to be running the Democratic <laughs> Party, get Fonnie Willis in at wow. the top. I, I think that's a good idea I, because I, I tell you, I tell you what she's got besides drive is follow through. <laughs> that's absolutely you know? true. I mean, I'm yeah. sure you saw her response to Jim Jordan's ridiculousness. Yes. Oh, Jim we, I think we talked about it last week. It was yeah. delightful. Yes. Yeah. The uh, response here, like, just some clips from her uh, written response to Jim Jordan. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Said, Face this reality, Chairman Jordan. The select group of defendants who you fret over in my jurisdiction are like every other defendant entitled to no worse or better treatment than any other American citizen. Yeah, here's another reality you must face, she wrote. Those who wish to avoid felony charges in Fulton County, Georgia, including violations of Georgia RICO law, should not commit felonies in Fulton County, Georgia. <laughs> She also said, your letter makes clear that you lack a basic understanding of the law, its practice, and the ethical obligations of attorneys generally and prosecutors specifically. And, and White House chiefs of staff, for that matter. Yeah, yeah. 
As it seems you have a personal interest in the Fulton County District Attorney's Office, you should consider directing the U.S. Department of Justice to investigate the racist threats that have come to my staff and me because of this investigation. For your information, I'm attaching 10 examples of threats this office wow. has received. Wow. See exhibits F through she, O. She, she didn't have to answer him at all, and yeah. she has attachments. Exactly right. C exhibits F through O, which some folks on the uh, Patreon page have speculated. Yes. F through O is a signal of fuck, fuck off. off. Yeah. Exactly. I am providing these examples to give you a window into what has happened to my staff and me as I keep the promise of my oath to the United States and Georgia constitutions and do not allow myself to be bullied and threatened by members of Congress, local elected officials, or others who believe Lady Justice should not be blind and that America has different laws for different citizens. Oh, my God. Wow. wow. Oh, my God. See, that should, that, right there, they should win a Pulitzer. <laughs> Yes, That's it how should. good that is. <laughs> yes, it should. I just love Fonnie Willis. I think she's oh, yeah. amazing. A lot of us yeah. do. Yeah. yeah. Well, th that drive and determination and the follow through. She says she's going to do a thing. She does the thing. No fucks, Fonnie. I think that's right. it. <laughs> she just doesn't doesn't give a shit. You come at her, she's going to push back twice as hard. I just I love that. I love that. More like that, please. Yes. Okay. Uh, and finally, here, Trump inflated his net worth by at least now the number keeps going up. Uh, we've heard all kinds of numbers. We've heard two point five billion. We've heard one billion. But now Trump inflated his net worth by at least three point six billion a year from uh -huh. twenty eleven to. 2021. This is from Letitia James. She said that for seven years, Trump overstated his wealth from 1.9 billion to 3.6 billion per year. The filing is part of the state's $250 million civil lawsuit against Trump, Trump Jr., Eric Trump, his business, and some of his top executives. Last month, James asked the court for partial summary judgment against Trump, asserting that a mountain of undisputed evidence backed uh, her allegations. Uh, and for people who don't know, and I had somebody ask me this last week, so I, I looked it up and confirmed it. A summary judgment is where a judge makes a final decision about uh, a case or an aspect of a case. And so you don't have to have uh, hearings. There's no, there's no trial. There's no jury. A judge just uh, looks at the information that's provided to them. A prosecutor can present a judge with irrefutable evidence and uh, the judge can look at it and see that it, it can't be refuted. And so they go, okay, well, here, guilty. Uh, just based on this, this is all I need to see. We don't even need to have a trial. Uh, based on the evidence you've given me, they're guilty. Well, that's a summary judgment. A partial summary judgment is where the judge signs off on some of the things that the prosecutor uh, brought forth and said others need to go to trial. So now when you hear summary judgment or partial summary judgment hopefully you have some idea what those mean um okay so that is that um let's see what else here we've got a uh, lot to come still on the uh, shadow docket portion of the show the uh we're gonna talk about the uh the approval of the COVID 19 vaccine and what that uh -huh, means for uh -huh. you we're gonna get into that plus uh <laughs> holy shit people are talking about getting heat armor for outdoor workers yeah, we're, we're, how, about a, how about an ice vest? Anybody yeah. up for an ice vest? Yeah, we're, we're in that stage now where we've started to think of solutions just mitigate the effect of the yeah, climate we're just, crisis. We're, we're just giving in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lots to talk about on that front, too, including Indeed. something about the fireflies. Oh, God. And Love you know what? Fireflies. I, I want to talk a little bit about what it means to talk about these things. 
Yeah. And, and, uh, and I'll talk about the jar full of fireflies I caught as a small child. Yeah. Now, plus uh, a little bit of Elon <laughs> Musk news here. Um, this has to do with Russian propaganda. Uh-huh. And there's a brand new revelation about the JFK assassination, according to Vanity Fair in a brand new book that's out yeah, right now. Yeah, or is there? We'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We're going to hash this out. And uh, speaking of that, uh, I do want to get Charlie Pierce on the show sometime close to November 22nd. This will be the 60th anniversary of the assassination of JFK, because uh-huh. both Charlie Pierce and I are voracious readers when it comes to uh, assassination theories and, and things like that. That's where, I, that's where I've got my one foot in the realm of conspiracy theories. I understand. Is that particular thing. I've done lots of... Uh, I've done my research, Buzz. <laughs> I've done lots of amateur researching. I, bu- I on believe this. you have, yes. Yeah, so that and a whole lot more coming up on the uh, Shatter Knock and on our Patreon page. Here's what you do go to bobseska.com or better yet, go to bobseskashow.com. Remember that URL. Go to your ne- next nearest web browser. If you're in your car, don't do anything now because you're driving. Don't interrupt your driving. But when you get home, Go to a web browser, type in bobseskashow.com, find the link for the Shadow Docket level on our Patreon page. It's $5 a month. You click on that link, put in your information, and you're all set. You can get the app, or you can uh, peruse the Patreon page in a uh, desktop browser. Either way will work. And you're all set. You can listen to the Shadow Docket shows uh, after you're done listening to the free portion we, of the show. We, we, we really enjoy being perused. Yes. Thank you for doing that. And and by the way, you have to do that either in a desktop browser or in the app. It doesn't automatically show up in your iTunes feed. Okay. That's it. We'll see you on the Shadow Docket. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.